And I feel really good, and I and I've upgraded from the, the the other model I have. You put some blow up your sphincter. <laughs> That's called uh, it's a waste of blow. You didn't make no, actually, it's not. No. I feel like there's I feel like there's no other way it's, you could put something like that. What's that called? A dinger? A dinger? When you I I don't I don't. Out, when you pull out a dick, you put some cocaine right on it, you rail it, oh, and you shove it right back. I I ass. that sounds uh, frightening. Bum dingers. A bum dinger. See, the problem with that is when the dick gets numb. Like, when you put cocaine on it. Yeah, you've never put blow on your your dick? No, I can't say I have. Oh. You should avoid (laughs) it. You should definitely avoid it. (laughs) Am I the only one who's ever had cocaine on their penis in the room? Yeah, I've never put it on my dick. Never done it. And... Never put it on my dick. (laughs) Same. Because I was told it's supposed to go out of these places. Yeah. Like, my nose. Well, okay, but like... You know, how many things have I done with things that weren't supposed to be in places? You, have you ever taken, like, a, f- a finger of cocaine and just put it in your butthole? Not like a... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you had to think for a moment, though, which is why I put them on my Just like a little well, teaspoon. <laughs> like a little teaspoon. Right in your, right in your butthole. Can you, can you imagine Sarah Michelle Geller from fucking... Uh, what was that movie? Bobby. She was in no Scooby Doo. Uh, the, <laughs> yes. the one with top the, two. The one with Selma Blair. Cool intentions. Cool So like when she has her cross necklace and she takes the little spoon out instead of excuse me going up her nose, she actually just huffs it up her hoo ha like just. She yeah. Because she does kegels all the time. So when a vagina breathes in, it actually sounds more like you know like a plastic bag that just pulled in some air. It's like. Okay, so that's what it sounds like. Yeah, because my, my ex-girlfriend used to like walk by and then be like and I'd be like, that's fucking disgusting. And then she'd laugh. Kinda like kinda like how punks laughs whenever someone farts. That is kinda of funny. <laughs> you probably would have really that's, liked my ex-girlfriend. That's, that's fucking disgusting. That would that like I'm sickened by the idea of a I think, I think I yeah, think there's nothing but there's nothing about it. Yeah. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a scent. No, 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 it's, it it's about a, as disgusting as an asshole blowing out air. No, it's that's not. Covered it's in not. Shit. No, it's different. No, it's not because it's covered in shit. The, the pussy has nothing going on in there. The just, difference is that is that, you, that most most human beings don't have the ability to suck air into their asshole. That's, oh, absolutely. So that's like like <coughs> like a like a like a, like a, like a puss that can just like, it just it makes it, it makes, well it that's makes. the problem is once because the labia like 
and, and the vagina doesn't actually close the way like an asshole does, it actually sounds more like a loose whoopee cushion when it comes out because it's it's fanning past all those folds of skin. So it's like... And don't get me wrong. If I, I was so glad that I don't have to deal with that. Dude, if I was a chick... Oh, that's, that's the thing that you don't have to... That you're thankful you don't have to... Let that's me tell such you, a rare periods, thing. Periods, pregnancy, yeah. yeast infections, is the... UTIs, the fucking, the fucking thing. Talking it to them. <laughs> to the thing that breathes in. Or just talking person. to them. Just Did you even imagine? I, I just being a woman talking to a man or being a man talking to a woman? Being a man talking to a woman, I'll tell you, it's a fucking job. It is a chore. I keep thinking about the episode of South Park where the woman makes her vagina talk about the dogs of war monologue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and, you know, when they're trying to outlaw queefs. But uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. <coughs> if um, this Queef Sisters, uh, if if I was a lady who who could suck air into my pussy and fart it out, I would fucking do it all the time. That'd be hilarious. And that's, that's and that's what I'm trying to tell you about my ex girlfriend. She mm. she did that shit all the time because she thought it was so funny. It is and this funny. One, this one time, she literally did it like naked right next to my face, and I was like, "You're the worst kind of fucking person." What if yeah. she did that? That, that was the last day that he ever saw her. No, yeah. I almost punched her. Like straight in the vagina, yeah. and, and she was just like, "Don't." What she like? She like she, she's like walking past the table, and you just saw your keys get sucked up in her. Like, Whoa! And she's if left with her car. If it was that powerful, man, I'd be concerned. It's just like, yeah, she just robs you. Wallet to Wait, so you're gonna let me have that last fry? No, baby, it's my fry. <laughs> she walks up. <her. laughs> and then it's first magically just ends up she's in her just mouth. Chewing all no, it's like. <laughs> oh, it's my friend. What do you do about it, huh? You want it back? Yeah. It's so funny because she she genuinely had one of the tightest and nicest I've ever seen in my life. So it's really confusing. It's honestly, it was very, it was a very confusing time. I wonder if she could make a chew cut like. It was very much like dating a guy. It very, it, 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 it genuinely <laughs> was. She smoked. She smoked way too much. She had a relatively deep voice. She cursed like a sailor, and she drank more whiskey than me. And she and, farted out her pussy all the time. And she, she farted queef, her pussy. She would queef on control. Well, maybe that's why she breathed into her pussy because her lungs were so fucked from the cigarettes. <laughs> so she yeah. had like an extra store of oxygen. She in She had here. like a pussy trach. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> she oh. had like one of those emergency. Oh, no. She had one of those oh, emergency oh, tanks. Oh no! Oh no! no. Oh no! Oh, Silent but deadly. Fucking, I'm sorry. That is the breakfast. <laughs> Punk's Tiny Trail is dead. How have, you not, I, how have you not shit yet? I haven't shit yet. I just haven't. That's... A, that's yes. Breakfast was amazing. I, I haven't either. It's weird. It's almost like the, it's almost like the tattoo like tightened me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It made Certainly me anxious. Did. Made me anxious. I was, I was pacing in there my, for a little My body is focusing... The room. Like, I can feel the blood flow is focusing on one thing and one thing alone. Like... My brain is not getting oxygen right now that it normally should because this is just fucking pulsing. Yep. Has its own heartbeat. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't feel mine anymore. Oh, mine feels like a. <laughs> I wanted to feel the heat rating off of it's it. It's the heat of your hands <laughs> that, that brings some concern. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That'd be fucked up. That would be, be so, so fucked up. I'm not, a, I'm not that much of an asshole. Teddy has once, like, ran into the fucking room and, like, stood on my fucking arm, like, right after I had it tattooed. And he's, like, he's, like, almost run his, like, paw across it. And yeah. I, I almost cried. 
because I've just been like, you motherfucker. How yeah. dense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fucking adorable. I don't give a shit. I'll kick you across. Watch the me room. blow myself. <laughs> so, I'm already recording. This is episode 181. I'm back with these stinky boys. Yeah. Round AKA, boys. AKA round boys, AKA four, four big fats. Look fat, look. And, look uh, fat, look fat, look fat, look fat. That's four look fats. And uh, I'm uh, once again returned with Punxsutawney Trill. Where, where am I? And Franz McFluhu. We are not as tired. It is, a, it is an earlier day. Uh, and we're also back to... Re- shut up. <laughs> shut the, shut. You guys are as tired. Hole. Shut your and fucking hole. We're back to some <laughs> shitty stories that we're going to speak from our holes. We're gonna, in the we're bottom back. of our holes. We're, we're gonna read Take some, a deep breath into my pussy. Yes, and then breathe it out. Breathe out the story. Yesterday we read creepypastas. We are now going to have them go head to head with some Reddit no sleeps based on the same material Disney World, Disneyland, or, you know, haunted mascots, creepy monsters, you know, slice of life shit. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we, we read some fun stuff, but I also I, I want to start this episode with talking about. A couple of things we didn't talk about yesterday, and instead of going around the room, I'm kind of just gonna let whoever have the floor. Uh, oh, we we had some we had some good laughs this week. Yeah. And uh, where where would you think you know you want to start with with the terminology? You know, I, I said it at one point when we were in line that it's almost like when you're stuck with the same group for a short enough time, you almost develop an ongoing joke that just kind of rings for throughout the week. And uh, on, on a previous trip with Franz, um, I've, I've found myself uh, calling everything grandma before, and we just kept saying, and grandma, and you know, what's that food taste like? Grandma. And it's just, you know, I don't know why we were, we weren't even stoned, we, we, were, we were pretty much sober, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was just the funniest thing at the time. And um, when I went down to, to Disney with my brothers, Spum and Cum, we, uh, we just kept making jokes about how there were gators everywhere. And the week we returned from Disney, Gator eats a fucking two-year-old girl at Grand Floridian. So you know what? Sometimes uh, the jokes precede Our actual real-life tragedy. Yeah. So um, I I uh, I kind of wanna kind of wanna start by giving the uh, the floor to Punxsutawney Trail because mm. I kind of want him to explain on the official Joe Biden podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what look fat look is. Oh, right, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look fat look. It was a thing from, uh, like, I think late 2019. It was, uh, it's, it directly involves presidential candidate Joe Biden, uh, Democratic candidate, that is. And, uh, he was at some kind of, uh, I don't know, what, what is it, like a convention a rally. or a rally? It was, yeah. it was too small to be a rally, but it was like, it was a room. It, was, it looked like a fucking old folks cafeteria home. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it was like it was like a bunch of old fucks in in a room, and uh, and then Joe. It's it's some and eight, Joe Biden. By the way, if you aren't aware, is a fucking seventy seven year old man who's running for president and doesn't know where he is ever. And then there's an, there's this eighty there's like an eighty two or eighty four year old man comes up and he's asking questions. He's saying that he's you know he set his son up for for a job or whatever. Whatever, who cares? That's not even the part that matters. But the part that matters is that Joe Biden got a little short with this fella, got a little mad, and then he said, Look, fat, look. 
clearly he's preventing himself from calling him a fat fuck or a fat ass or something like that. And then he challenged him to a push-up contest. <laughs> he said he would run around the block if he wanted to. Basically, Joe Biden was trying to prove that he wasn't old. You know, he was too fucking old. And then uh, my one of my one of my favorite things is that at the end of it, he said the the old the eighty year old guy, not the seventy year old old guy, <laughs> um, the eighty the eighty year old guy says, I, "I'm not voting for you. I, I don't. I'm not going to vote for you." And then Joe Biden says, "I knew you weren't going to vote for me. You're too old." <laughs> And, and then like, and like, yeah, and the, the crowd goes wild. He's literally wild. two years older. Yes, and then and then a room filled with other old people starts clapping. It literally looks like an old folks' home. It and, really you know, did. And it does, you know, whatever. I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden, but it is just funny. And then the, just the idea that this he called this man look fat look look fat look. And it's just a matter of fact. He's like, look fat look. <laughs> it's just so. Us being four big round boys, yeah. we've looked at each other pretty much this entire this entire trip, and not using fat as an adjective but as a noun, mm-hmm. we've we've addressed each other as fat. <laughs> so yeah. we fat. say, "Look fat, <laughs> look fat, look." And then when when we <laughs> what rolled into us having hard times on rides. Yeah. Because of our weight and our shape, we started calling them look fat look moments or look fat look seats. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, anytime we got fat checked. Quite literally getting fat checked. And it was very... Look fat look. Some of it was funny. Some of it was sad. Some of it was undeserved. Um... Some of it was rightly deserved. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. of it was rightly deserved. I don't know if I'd agree with that. There were definitely some people who were just being offensive, but like... This is maybe, a man in denial. Maybe it's <laughs> a man in denial. This is the man thought that collectively we were under a thousand pounds. <laughs> Dude, those I, things will hold like listen. a thousand pounds. Like, Holy shit, we better not... <laughs> we better go nowhere near them. One of us has to stay behind. I didn't do the math on how much I thought each of us weighed, and that, that clearly goes to show how good at math I am. Yeah. Um, We're close to fucking 1,500 pounds. <laughs> 1,000 pounds. <laughs> Probably. That's yeah. so sad. I don't want to... I, like, you missed it earlier today. We, uh, me, me and Franz were sitting around. Uh, what, what did I say? I said, oh, how do you feel knowing that you're less than 100 pounds away from being fat bastard? <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking scary. It was like, it was like we, we are, like... like 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 I am I am probably like twenty five pounds heavier than like the heaviest guy in the fucking UFC. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Are, Get in my belly. That's probably not actually true. They I, they but they they go up to like two fifty. And also yeah. the fat bastard thing probably isn't true either. But it was just funny. It, so, it was it was it was good. So the look fat look thing right. definitely happened all week. And then there's another time where you you also just said another wonderful Joe Biden phrase which is uh get your facts straight yeah oh yeah that was in the same that's in the same video where he's um where he's getting he's getting short with that that 85 year old man or whatever and then he's saying what you never heard that and he goes i, I saw it on the msnbc and then and then joe biden says msnbc didn't say that you didn't hear that from anyone just get your facts straight, Jack. <laughs> Which I said you if you're gonna say if you're gonna say get your facts straight, Jack, you have to be a seventy-seven year old man. <laughs> it's the only way. it's a given. <laughs> but, get your facts. But those were just things we said to yeah. each other during the week. <laughs> 
Someone should have looked at me and said that after I said the Skyliner only holds a thousand pounds. <laughs> get your facts Someone should have said, straight. get your facts straight. We're not check. collectively a thousand Honestly, pounds. Get your facts straight, Somebody, <laughs> Someone should have called me out immediately. It, 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 I, I think we did call you out immediately. We tried. We tried, but you very clearly were like, not feeling. <laughs> you, were, you, were in, you were in You were in denial. denial of it's alright. Rose colored glasses. It's not rose-colored glasses, it's, it's fat-colored fat, glasses. Fat, look fat, look fat, look glasses. Look fat, look glasses. Yeah. So, uh... I'm imagining the yellow from, uh, when they, they go to, in Fight Club, when they go to the lightweight selection clinic, oh, yeah. and he just gets drenched in the fat. I'm imagining glasses of that yellow fucking color. <laughs> the lard. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, where, where am I? What would you say if there was anything that we, we continued to say during the week? Well, that's true in there! <laughs> well, that's, that's yours. Yeah. You can hold on to that. Oh, okay. I mean, collectively. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that I, like, hopped on and didn't get off. You know, like, <laughs> I think I was just on the ride because everyone around me was on the ride, and I was like, oh, okay, we're going here now. <laughs> there was also, uh... <laughs> For some reason, punks would just say, I'm not scared of you, or I'm not scared of you anymore. I'm uh, not scared anymore. <laughs> a la I'm a child from an 80s uh, young adult movie yeah, where they I... realize that they're no longer afraid of I'm whatever too, of whatever enemy that, that has been pervading them throughout the film. I'm not scared of you anymore. <laughs> I'm not afraid. James the Giant Peach right. comes to mind. Um, never-ending story. <laughs> you know, just just a little kid who screams, I'm not scared. So we'd get on a ride. <laughs> we'd get on a ride and we wouldn't get fat-checked. <laughs> and then you'd hear punks on your drill a row behind us go, I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> it was just funny. Because <laughs> it was timed so well. Uh, Pulling up next to King Kong's torso. And for some reason that one Marvel chick is really pro Sharia law. <laughs> That's another good one. Yeah. That's another good well, one. Well, you know, the weird thing is is that if um it was it was uh in one of the gameplay videos I saw for the new uh Square Enix yeah, Marvel's Avengers. Avengers game made Correct. by Idas Montreal taking away all their their time for making good games like Deus Ex and making bad games like Marvel's Avengers. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so I watched a gameplay video of that while we were you down there. I like that game, right? Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He never gives a shit. If it's, if it's under 20 bucks, I'll pick it up to play the story. You know, It's never going to be 20 IGN just yeah, gave it six. It might drop Dude, dude this bit. game, it's going to drop like a fucking brick. <laughs> I'm saying... That it absolutely will. When have you ever trusted IGN's reviews of anything, though? Because they're so fucking biased. Well, only yeah. the one, only the ones where uh, they steal it from small YouTubers. Yeah. And then, uh, but anyway, no. Uh, so there's a gameplay video, and uh, there's a part where, um, you know, Kamala Khan. I guess the the plot of the story, the plot of the game is Kamala Khan, who's uh, Miss Marvel. She gets the band back together after the death of Captain America. And um, you know, gets all the Avengers back together. But the weird thing is that there's a there's a combat sequence, and then partway through in one of the quick time events, it actually stops, and um, Kamala Khan turns to the camera and says, um, "America must adopt Sharia law." 
and then you know, and then and then it keeps continues to go on, and, and like as if nothing happened. And I just thought it was odd because you know, it it's never brought up in any of the reviews. You know, it's it wasn't brought up at all. I mean, obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Sharia sympathizers and at IGN and all that, but <laughs> it's just that the fact that it has never been brought up. I just I just thought it was odd, but anyway, you should watch that. It's it's one of the gameplay videos. Of, uh, it is of, uh, beguiling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just amazing that they could get away with that. You know what I mean? In today's world, you know, <laughs> Trump's America. Yeah. I just see like Hulk running in the background, like smashing some shit, and Thor's like, "Buy thunder, buy Odin, I must." And then like it, it comes over to uh, Miss Marvel, and she's just like, "I just believe America should have Sharia law." Yeah. <laughs> and then just like moves it to Captain's Avengers Assemble, you know. <laughs> If I were to if I were to ask you to do something, what would your response be? I'm tired of playing bouncy horse, Grandpa. Well, that's too damn bad. You keep sucking. <laughs> so for some reason, I don't know. Oh why. no, I remember the reason. It was your sister. Well, the reason your sister did it. The reason was, uh, my my sister likes the movie Holes, and she also likes the movie. Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, and whenever, <laughs> yeah. whenever she doesn't like waiting, you know, she'll be like, my back hurts, and then my dad will turn to her and be like, well, soon your fingers are going to hurt, you just pulled landscaping, <laughs> or, you know, she'll be like, I'm tired of waiting in my grandpa, and then my dad will be like, that's too damn bad, but for some reason, Punxsutawney Trill just went off on like a fucking tangent about how he thinks the protagonist of Holes having the name Stanley Yelnats yeah. is fucking stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> his fucking last name is his first name in reverse. It's retarded. It's fucking dumb. And that got us on to, the, to Sigourney Weaver, and that yeah. got us on to the young actress who played Sigourney Weaver in that film, but most importantly, the backlog of her character, which is being a little girl who was digging holes out in, the, out in Arizona trying to find the treasure... And uh, she, she uh, in, in one specific scene, is out there digging with her grandpa, and she says, I'm tired of digging, grandpa. And he turns and he says, well, that's too damn bad. And so whenever we said we were tired that's of doing whatever, I'm tired of eating, I'm tired of sleeping, I'm tired of farting, someone would yell, well, that's too damn bad. But it also devolved into uh, her tired of having an OnlyFans account, yeah. her tired <laughs> of uh, incest, her tired of sucking off her granddad. <laughs> yeah, maybe you, maybe you suck her. Maybe you suck I'm tired of incest. I'm tired. She's tired of she. She's one very sexually abused child. Yeah. <laughs> Should probably get her away from her grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's too damn. Well, I, I am. I'm subscribed to her OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm tired of taking pics from my OnlyFans. Well, that's too damn. You keep snapping! <laughs> Take them snappies for Pappy. <laughs> Great. And just a lot of farting. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of farting. Real farts and fake farts. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to mostly tell the real. between real and yeah, faux. Well, in I, that room it's mostly never, real. <laughs> yeah. I have personally never realized how much Punxsutawney Trill finds farting funny. <laughs> and I, I guess I just... I, you would have thought that me being alone in a room with him for multiple hours on other times that we've hung out, mm-hmm. that like one of us would have let one rip and he would have just like cracked up dying. But honestly, I can't think the, of a time where that happened. The funny thing is, is that 
I'm not a I'm not a very farty boy. And it wasn't until it wasn't until being around frowns where this motherfucker can fart on command. And uh, much. and farting is I think farting is really funny. So I don't I don't I don't let him off that much, and you don't either. But you, know? you, you bring it out in me. But yeah, as soon as you found out, you're like, oh, well, this is something uh, I can leverage to make a dumb boy laugh. <laughs> and it was like every, it was constant. And it's and to be fair, I thought it was funny every fucking time. I, I can I can I can confidently say I have never fake fallen before. <laughs> <laughs> to fart. Ow, ow. <laughs> I would I would come in here into Poxitani Trill's bed, fake fall, moan, and just lay them out on his bed in, in like record time, or on the floor, the actual floor. It was really funny. Anywhere, I would just you know just to make him laugh, and he would laugh. It's still and, funny. And and that's you know that's what I'm here to Frank's do. I'm a comedian. An I'm a clown. Exactly. So <laughs> he'll he'll take it where he can get it. So. The backstory for that is that Punxsutawney Trill, who's good friends with our, our also uh, guest, Lanky Lucifer, um, they, they have a sordid history together, but apparently there had just been times where they would, uh, you know, expressly make, like, hearty grunting noises, mm -hmm. like they were really churning a good one, and then one of them would just go, with their, with their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that had just been a joke between them for 10 plus years yeah. and so one of the days that we got back from the amusement park I think I laid down and started moaning and then I actually and then I actually ripped one and he just died he was like you are the thing that I've been joking about with Mikey Lucifer for over 10 years right, we literally did what we have been joking about forever which is someone exerting themselves so goddamn much to the point of actually flatulating it's just the fact that you were like struggling so hard and like you could hear it you could, I could hear the struggle and then when the fart comes out it's so fucking lame like Ugh. it sounded like a duck yeah. it was like yeah. I, was like, I was like oh <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so embodied that horrible, horrible character. And I, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little bit of, of you from this vacation. The no preach man is coming home with me. Oh, like, hey, preach, keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna take that and use that in life. I'm not now. sure if people can tell from Punxsutawney Trill's cartoon, but he is of Asian descent, mm. and and we definitely don't stop the Asian jokes around him. One because he rolls with them pretty well, and two he'll tell anyone to fuck off. And, so. and he's also from the good Korea, so like we, we appreciate him. Yeah, this is also true. But on, on other things that I've... On other programs that I've done with Punxsutawney Trill, I've definitely pulled out some some very basic racist jokes, and he's rolled with them very, <laughs> very nicely. Uh, I think uh, one, one of my favorites is uh, I, I call you out for you should have known something Chinese, uh, or at least you should have asked your parents... And your response was, my dad is white. <laughs> I had 
made some bad Asian impression saying like, Pugs, doesn't your dad ever look at you and go, my son, my son, don't you, don't you know that, that the, the way to do this is, uh, you going and he goes, my dad is white, asshole, and, and then I, and then I learned, but it made it funnier that that was, that that was your response. Oh. Good yeah. times. <laughs> so the no freeze is no definitely no freeze. No. Keep going. Oh. Keep going. <laughs> we, we also watched Team America, like yeah. the, the first movie we all watched together. That didn't set a precedent for the rest of the week. Tinker per tinker. I actually down. I actually. I actually downloaded the album today because I really wanted to listen to Dude, the music. Dude, I own the entire album. Yeah, it's a, it's it's so a good. solid album. It's great. So anyway, that's that's all our stupid shit. Now that we got that out of the way, is there anything you wanted to add? Where I'm like, because I feel like most of the time you were just drunk and kind of farting on yourself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lots of alcohol. Um. It it actually wasn't like a lot of alcohol. It was very spiky days yeah. of alcohol. Like I would get like real drunk like a few of the days, and then others I would kind of like you know grab a drink here, grab a drink there. And, Honestly, you know. the most the most repetitive joke about where am I is that we wanted to put a bell on him because we <laughs> we turn around and he would just go on. on. Seven out yeah. of seven out of eight times we'd turn around and be like, Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> I, I did warn has, you about that. He he did warn me, but he also has a look shiny syndrome where he's just like, Oh right. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes walking in that <sighs> direction. Which and is, then ten minutes later we get a text, Where'd you guys go? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> look shiny is probably Which, not, honestly probably probably not the best thing during the It stands for reason. Yeah. That that was all us being stupid round boys. And now we're gonna read some fucking stupid stories. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go in the same in the same direction we started last night with and we'll start with the, the most enthusiastic person in the room, which is of course Punxsutawney Trail. Mm. And and we're gonna read <laughs> we're gonna read we're going to read a short story about a guy breaking into Disney, but more specifically, Discovery Island, which is what we talked about yesterday. This is the little, the little island you have to take a boat to, which is off of uh, Magic Kingdom's little lake, Bay Lake, and they used to have this little, this little like, uh, restaurant slash little area where you can go and you could feed little animals and you could go and see wild animals. And the idea was just that, like, hey, come, come to our little fun island and see all of these creatures and X, Y, Z, snakes and birds and goats and shit. And then eventually, uh, they j- it just became fucking hassle. Yeah. There was eventually a point, the there baby was a goats where, got to be adult goats. <laughs> there, there and they a, weren't fun anymore. There was a point where um, Disney game. was losing money. Disney was actually hemorrhaging money a long time ago. And they realized that it was just a, a money pit. No one was going there. It was not taking people away from Magic Kingdom. If anything, it was it was becoming stupid and expensive. So almost overnight, they shut the place down. But it wasn't it wasn't handled well by anyone. They almost let the animals free, 
the animals like took over the island. It's a very like honestly a Jurassic Park type of situation where they kind mm. of just said fuck this shit I'm out and all the buildings stayed there and everyone just kind of let the animals do their own thing and exist in their own ecosystem. Now naturally some animals that weren't supposed to be there were moved. But I'm, I remember reading that like a lot of the birds that were just like native to the area that didn't have their wings clipped were honestly just like let out of their cages. Because like Disney did not want to be responsible for anything. They just said, fuck it, they're free now. Not my, not my bird, not my problem. Several small and, dinosaurs and the buildings, <laughs> Right. <laughs> and the buildings are still fucking there. They, they still... People can, people can, it is, the island is fenced, but if we were to go right now and leave and drive down to Bay Lake and hijack a fucking boat, or even if we would have ridden the ferry, the ferry goes right past it from the transportation center to Magic Kingdom. Let's you cut could the podcast see it. right now. You could I'm see down. it. I'd much rather break into the old Nick Studios, which we're actually closer to. But um, the idea is just that like this place still exists and who knows what's going on in there. So there might there might be something creepy, which we've talked we you know we talked about with River Country yesterday, which is I uh, I wanted Punxsutawney Trill to kind of carry over the narrative from yesterday <clears throat> to read another story uh. about someone who might have stumbled upon something else on Disney property, and this one is called "The Time I Broke Into Disney" from Reddit No Sleep. <sighs> No, please, no. Oh, my body. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Damn hole. Yeah. That's Um, a hole. So, uh, I recently read somebody's thread on here about breaking into River Country at Disney. I've also done it, but I took the next step as well, swimming to Discovery Island and spending a night there. I thought anal was the next step. Yeah, we moved on to the next step. Um, butt stuff. Butt stuff. Whole big giant bad dragon dillies. Ooh, baby. Um, I was a senior in college, finishing up my photography major, when I began to hear uh, hushed murmurs from my cohort about urbex, urban exploring. <laughs> For those who don't know, urbex is when people, parenthetical, illegally <laughs> break into. Abandoned locations to go exploring, usually just for the hell of it. Uh, it's become increasingly popular with photographers, however, because many of the occupants and businesses in these decrepit buildings just up and leave, leaving all sorts of records and items behind. It's like a living snapshot from decades, if not centuries ago. As soon as you make your first cautious step into a building, it takes hold of you and transport you to the past. Now, the, f- the fun ones that I wanted to talk about, and one of them is even Disney related is someone recently broke into the old health and body works building in Epcot mm. and they actually stole Buzzy's hat <laughs> and and vest and jacket yeah. from that animatronic in the ride and someone actually found out who did it in there and Disney is taking them to court because they posted all this stuff up on yeah. YouTube saying, you know, I may or may not have broken into Epcot and I may or may not have left with a ton of shit. And I'm stupid. I know. What a fucking idiot, right? But 
but the thing is, no one can find any of that stuff. So it's, it's very funny and also kind of mysterious that someone would do that. And then the other thing that makes me think about is um, Silent Hill is based off of... The place in Pennsylvania. Uh, what we have up north, which is... Um, Gaze. I don't know what it's called. Six Flags. Oh, look. Six Flags? <laughs> Six Flags? No. Amish um, people. <laughs> What's the area called? Lancaster? What are we talking about? Silent Hill is based off of a coal mining uh, town in Pennsylvania. Centralia, yeah. Pennsylvania. Centralia, thank you, friends. Um, Centralia, what happened up there was the mines underneath the ground actually got lit up, but instead of all becoming fire, it kind of just, the coal kind of smoked and it cracked and it comes out through ventilation cracks in the pavement, which means that the city is almost eternally on fire. And um, a lot of people just left. Their stores are still there, their houses are still there, everything is still fully furnished. It's now private property owned by someone in the, in the township, and they will tell you to fucking leave at gunpoint if you try to show up and try to walk through the city. Um, there was a point in time when I was planning on going up there and then someone did a documentary of it in film school and after watching that I was like I never want to go there because honestly it creeped me out a little bit. So you know, it, you gotta be you gotta be careful about urbex shit and um, I've even done a, a good amount of it myself in Philadelphia and in Northeastern PA. Um, look up Concrete City. I've been there over four or five times in Northeastern PA. It's really fun. It's good, good shit. Only five people live there to this date. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Um, it doesn't sound like a healthy atmosphere. And the toxic gas and all uh -huh. that shit. That's crazy. Uh -huh. And Silent Hill, you know, they they took that and ran with it. Obviously, a, a town that is eternally covered in smoke and fog. Yeah, that sounds like a hellscape to me. Yeah. And then also there's. Amish people. That's, I mean, that's true. Also true. That's almost scarier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lost just, in time. Yeah, yeah. those are people that are stuck in the Lost bag. in time or timely lost? Lost in space. Lost in time. Where are they? <laughs> I gained enough confidence to go urbexing with a few friends. And it didn't take long for me to fall in love with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just fall in love. Uh, I visited abandoned funeral homes that were shut down a century ago where I marveled at how the place still smelled of the embalming fluids still stored there safe in their glass jar aside from the layers of dust and debris it looked like uh, or it looked and felt as if the funeral service would be held within the hour in the sanctuary there was even an open casket near the pastor's podium sitting three or sitting, <laughs> sitting, three, sitting there with its uh, polished oak in fine velvet interior, still wanting to take someone to their final journey. That's also anal, by the way. Oh, the final the journey. Final journey. <laughs> the final journey. Uh, yeah. I explored abandoned hospitals and mental institutions. That is culturally insensitive that you would say mental institution. Mm -hmm. This person should be canceled. Uh, <laughs> that is fucking terrible. As a POC, myself, mental... <laughs> You know, it disproportionately affects pox, okay, is all I'm saying. Uh, I agree. I actually don't know if that's true. I'm 
just making that up, just like liberals. <laughs> I'm glad somebody laughed. All right, there have been uh, <laughs> there have been shows that try to illustrate what the uh, insides of these look like, but uh, they hardly compare to being there yourself. Each time you enter one of these abandoned buildings, it's like you're in the gold room from The Shining, and uh, you seem to be locked in a time warp for the duration of your stay. For instance. When I explored S Mental Hospital in the middle of my state, I continually expected a neurotic psych patient to come shuffling around every corner, which uh, had me sweating bullets and kept me on edge all night, uh, all night long. Places of despair and suffering are especially prone to the collection of energy. I am absolutely certain that there are patients within the building that still reside there, even though their bodily forms have long since decayed. But enough about that. <clears throat> Every herbexer, which is totally a thing, every herbexer, <laughs> herbexer, 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 every herbexer in my home state of Florida knows about River Country, located within the Florida Wilderness Campground on Walt Disney World property. It's actually really easy to break into if you know what you're doing. And uh, where you need to go, don't ask me how to get in, I will tell you. Uh, it's a thing, it's a thing for people of all ages to do. Whether to experience the nostalgia of visiting the water park when it was open, I for one have pictures of me on the slides of River Country and at the shows and exhibits of Discovery Island when they were both in business, or because they are so obsessed with Disney that visiting the decrepit water park has become a rite of passage. The brave souls who visit the abandoned water park know that if they get caught, they are permanently banned from Walt Disney World and they are raped until they die. Uh, for life. But for some, like me and my friend Joe, sounds kind of hot. Uh, the cheap thrill of exploring outweighed the consequences of being raped until we died uh, <laughs> from the biggest tourist trap in the eastern U.S. After our first and admittedly quick visit to River Country, uh, River Country, one day before going drinking in downtown Disney, uh, we discovered that we wanted to swim the short distance between the park and Discovery Island. For those of you who don't know, Discovery Island was, a, was essentially a precursor to Animal Kingdom, functioning, uh, functioning as a small zoo with a various uh, assortment of animals. When River Country shut down and Animal Kingdom opened at around the same time, the animals from Discovery Island were moved to the theme park a section of Animal Kingdom is still called Discovery Island to pay homage to the now abandoned island. <clears throat> anyway, Joe and I started planning that day as to how to get over to the island. As I'm sure you've also heard, Disney has eyes everywhere. There are cameras and security guards everywhere you look, and thankfully, you can learn to spot them in their hiding places. Joe and I hunched over our liquor in the most crowded parts of the bars of Pleasure Island, as we, as we talked in hushed voices. Oh, <laughs> keeping away from the Disney Gestapo. <laughs> as we talked in hushed tones about how and what we were going to do to get over to Discovery Island. Uh, do you hear that? They, they're talking about going to Discovery Island. Fucking lock the bar down. Get you. Better, better rape them for yeah, the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, get, get, the, get the rape room ready. Code name um, <laughs> Deep Throat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deep Butt. Deep, but deep hole. Deep hole. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful we weren't caught and banned for life based on the conversation we had that night. When Joe and I went back to our hotel after drinking, I quickly pulled out my cock to do some... Oh, oh, 
quickly pulled out the, the laptop to do some research on the area around River Country, Discover, uh, Discovery Island, and Bay Lake, which is the lake that the island sits in. The first thing I noticed is how much stuff there is online in regards, uh, with regards to boat schedules and where security will be throughout Walt Disney World at any given time. Joe and I use these articles and forum posts to know where, uh, or to know when to avoid being around the island's shores. It's basically all day, if you were wondering. We also use some aerial maps to um, extrapolate how long we had to swim. While many Disney forums said it would be a grueling 100-foot swim, what? Uh, that's not, okay. Joe and I realized that it would be a 100-yard swim in calm water after visiting Fort Wilderness River Country for ourselves. Thankfully, uh, thankfully Joe and I were both strong swimmers, so the excursion wouldn't be a problem for us. That's not a far distance to swim at all. No. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's like, foot is a basic pool. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I, I'm not sure what they were getting after this one. That's okay. But anyway, uh, the two of us set out shortly after dusk. We packed essentials like water, food, bad dragon, dildos, survival gear, just in case, <laughs> into a small waterproof bag uh, that could act as our personal flotation device uh, as we swam from River Country to Discovery Island. Then we left our car at the hotel and took one of the complimentary Disney shuttles to Fort Wilderness, where we spent the day acting like tourists, sitting on the beaches, playing in the pool, and visiting the animals. <laughs> Why do they think they're saying this like they're putting on a show? Like, you know what I mean? It's like you are just doing these things as well. <laughs> they're, they're deep undercover. Yeah, they're deep undercover. Dude, stop. Dude, fucking stop. Dude, bro, stop it. Dude, dude, you better eat that fucking egg, dude. You don't want them to catch on to us. Um, hey, we were at Wilderness Lodge today. We were. We were. Yeah. We had some fat brekkie. Oh my god, so good. When dusk came and uh, security guards went home for the night, <clears throat> Joe and I made our way back into River Country, which was to be our launch point to the uh, island, and our returning point uh, when we came back. We operated in pitch darkness, marking as, uh, marking, making as little noise as possible as we found the hole... Ooh. In the fence that let us uh, <laughs> let us go into the abandoned water park. As with m- almost every other abandoned location I visited, River Country looked frozen in time with its inner tubes, water slides, offices, women making sandwiches, and pathways <laughs> still intact. Joe and I took some time to explore the empty pools and water slides of the park before making our way to the launch point. Uh, the silence of the night was broken when we started hearing banjo music blaring from everywhere, which made me jump a mile. I've probably watched Deliverance too many times. <laughs> I love that yeah. movie. Soon after the corny little banjo, t- uh, little banjo time came on, uh, path lights began to illuminate a safe route to the, uh, to our launch point. Apparently, Disney is too cheap to stop running electricity and music. What? Okay, sure. Yeah, they're too cheap to stop electricity and music from playing at abandoned places. All right. Uh, The swim to Discovery Island was about as easy as I expected to be on a calm winter night. Uh, There were pages and pages of of forums that warned of the alligators and brain-eating amoebas. Okay, that does check out. That populated Bay Lake, but I didn't heed their advice. Every native Floridian grows up swimming with alligators and diving in natural waterways and God knows what microbes, so swimming in Bay Lake had, uh, would be no different. 
Joe and I made it to Discovery Island about 30 minutes of, uh, after about 30 minutes of slow swimming. 30 minutes? What? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, they're, they're fucked. That amoeba is going to kill them. Yeah. yeah. 30 minutes to go 100 feet? Guys, he's actually 100 a ghost. Yards. He's actually 100 yards. a ghost. Still. He's actually a ghost riding this. That's the length of a football field. <laughs> I don't watch sports. <laughs> yeah. It's not far. They look hot in their uniforms, yeah. though. <laughs> they have nice hindies. They have nice hindies. Some of them have good bulges, too. They don't wear cups, dude. Yeah, but some of the cups are bigger. Like, you can tell if someone's got a small cup or if someone's got a fucking big cup. Yeah, but, like, realistically, I could go and be like, yeah, man, I need a big cup. Yeah, but you know it's going to fall off in the locker room. They're going to laugh at That's you. That's not how it works. As soon as the pants come yeah, out. Uh, you, you strap the cup on, dude. Did you see strap on? Yeah, you strap it on. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck Now he's excited. You strap it on you to strap the deep it on. hole. You could, you, I could go up in there and say, can you give me the biggest, blackest cup? And it wouldn't mean anything. I would still have a little pecker. So. What is the pee-pee? <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Strap-ons and black cups. <laughs> All right. So after 30 minutes of swimming, we finally made it 100 yards. <laughs> yes. You, the, the, dude, you could float 100 yards faster in 30 minutes. I believe where I'm on. I just did that the other day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The river. Okay, uh, so we threw the waterproof bags on our backs and began our trek into the island where it would be harder to spot us. Within our first few minutes on the island, Joe and I got this feeling of being watched. Like we were being stalked by some large predator. Uh-oh. Mm. We're not too damn bad. It's Grandpa. I'm Grandpa's on the island. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he chalked it up to uh, he chalked it up to adrenaline called me a pussy as we found the first path to follow my childhood memories of Discovery Island are ones that I'll always cherish I got to spend a week camping with my family at Fort Wilderness and uh, we would often take the ferry to the island to visit the tropical birds and see the uh, collections of exotic animals it was like a scene straight out of uh, the jungle book and it's sculpted plants and the den of exotic animals rustling and calling out uh, from the lush trees above. The quaint, isle, uh, the quaint little island still holds this charm, although the exotic plants have overgrown and taken over the island, giving it a more wild appearance. Uh, the path we chose led up to a series of cages and small fences. It was obvious that during its glory days, the area housed a number of exotic birds and uh, were, uh, that were free to roam around as they pleased. The cages were probably used to house small mammals or large birds of some sort. Joe and I walked around the area, noting how the uh, shallow ponds and sculpted waterfalls still retain their beauty. When we went, uh, we then went to inspect the cages, which still had their exhibit signs on them. There was a large array of South American and African birds that once lived there, with the occasional mammal, but now all the cages were empty. I was, I was inspecting a cage that once housed two cans when I heard some shuffling nearby. Joe! Joe! What was there? I asked. <laughs> what was that? Look, Joe. What was there? I looked around. Uh, looking around to spot the danger, Joe pulled a knife from his pocket and brandished it in the direction of the noise. He threatened to knife whatever came over the, uh, came, oh. uh, whatever came out of the bushes, until he saw what it was—a tortoise, a fucking big ass, gigantic 
huge ass tortoise. <laughs> Looked like one of those Galapagos. <laughs> Look, you must be stowaway. I exclaimed. <laughs> uh, walking over to squat down in front of the large reptile, it hissed at me and raised its head in defense as we were both the first humans he had seen. I bet his parents laid eggs and staff didn't know about. There were probably like a few of these guys scooting around the island, I bet. That's probably enough vegetation for them to eat. I patted the tortoise's shell as Joe made his way over to do the same. See? This island's not so bad, huh? He is from Florida. (laughs) As he he pet our new friend. His toothy grin reeked of the confidence and fearlessness that I liked. Joe and I went a few moments, uh, a few more moments with the tortoise before we moved on to explore the, uh, to explore more of the island. We found more exhibits and paths that led around this way and that. Uh, we couldn't help but make, uh, we couldn't help but take our time to explore each exhibit area and read every sign, spending an uneventful night nestled in the thick foliage of Discovery Island. Daytime was different, though. We had agreed to uh, to wait until dawn to start exploring the buildings. They were still on the property, the majority of which we had found during our night uh, during our nighttime scouting. First was the gift shop, located just inside the main dock where the ferry used to pull in. The cherry images of Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, uh, and Safari Gil, Gil, what? In Safari <laughs> gear, still looked new, even if the colors were slightly faded. There was still merchandise on the shelves as well, and Joe managed to uh, to uh, stuff a commemorative magnet into his anus. Uh, while Whoa. I looked at all the stuffed animals and t-shirts I for one wasn't keen on shoving anything in my hand. that's a damn once, shame <laughs> once we were finished checking out the gift shop we went to go explore the husbandry uh, buildings and uh, indoor animal houses these buildings are still all pitch black save for small areas of light that shone through windows looking, uh, looking much like Mulder and Scully as we found the center of a large uh, exhibit hall, Joe and I pulled out our fleshlights and quickly cranked each other up. Oh, wait, no, sorry. So we pulled out our flashlights and quickly realized that we weren't alone. And that was the next Files joke, by the way. Not the flashlights, but yeah, the names that were mentioned. Yeah, Scully and Jimmy. They used flashlights on the show. Did you Did you realize Jimmy that? Jimmy and Scully. That's how they Jerry, funked the aliens. Jerry and Scooby. The master. <laughs> they, they, they jerked them off for their alien goo. Oh, <laughs> to get Mohammed's goo, to jerk him off. That's right. Yeah. My precious goo. My precious goo. Eyes. There were dozens of pairs of eyes reflecting the light back at us. Joe and I froze in our tracks as we saw a colony of monkeys. All right, now come on. All right. Look. Come on, dude. As a pock myself. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you can't even joke. This is this is so offensive. A colony of monkeys looking back at us. They were larger and far more muscular than any monkey I've ever seen before. Uh, probably. Whoops, <laughs> uh, words, sorry, names. You're fine. <laughs> um, they were larger and far more muscular than any monkey I've ever seen before. Probably a cross between monkeys and humans. Oh, between multiple species that used to be on display. One of them yawned and showed to show off, oh, and showed off its fangs. They were easily the size of my middle finger. We knew we had to leave. But honestly, bro, honestly, 
Finna nut. Yeah, dude, I'm finna nut right now. We didn't talk about that. No, oh, sure. we didn't finna nut talk. We didn't finna nut talk. That's that's okay. We can we can not finna nut. Yeah, I'm finna nut right finna now. Finna nut from those I'm monkeys. I'm finna nut right now. <laughs> those monkeys got me finna nut. More leftovers. Joe murmured. Uh, Joe murmured to me as we began shu- uh, shuffling backwards towards the door. We didn't lose folks on the group of primates who were beginning to congregate. Loiter, if you will. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> my, friend, my friend's heel caught on something. He <laughs> moved and he fell backwards, hitting his head on the cold concrete below. With a loud smack, he became unconscious. The colony of monkeys noticed Joe's fall as well. Acting like one large animal, they all banged together and moved in sync towards the still body of my friend. Who, uh, whooping and hollering at the tops of their lungs. Their screams sounded like... They sounded almost human-like. They were almost human. But not quite. As they approached, some of them standing on two legs. Oh my gosh. They do that now? Some of them standing on two legs as, uh, as they did so. The larger monkeys had to be at least four feet tall on their hind legs. Looking almost human-like with patches of shaggy brown hair on their heads and coarse short hair on their bodies. With about 20 of them now approaching Joe and I with a predatory stare, I knew that I was going to be no match for fighting them off. I slowly backed up 25 yards or so, which took me only 15 minutes away from my unconscious friend before the colony of monkeys made their descent. What happened then is something I will never forget. I run ahead, I'm sorry. (laughs) The monkeys who now surrounded my friend began to eat him alive. Joe's screams of anguish were deafened by the screams of the monkeys, who were now excited that, excited and enraged. And horny. Yeah, very horny. Uh, and they were really good at sports. They took large, bloody bites out of my friend, ripping him apart like a child's doll. Joe had a slow death, slower than I would have imagined. Words. Slower than I would have imagined from being ripped open. But I can only assume he was in a state of shock as the monkeys began to violently tear his intestines and other organs out of his body, uh, body cavity and drag them off into their corners of the room to eat. Occasionally, two monkeys would squabble over a clearly distinguishable body part and I would hear, uh, I would often hear the loud cracks of his bones being broken from their strong jaws and large teeth. Uh, I waited until each last monkey was occupied with eating before I actually tried a bit of them. And I gotta tell you, it was fucking pretty great. darn good. It was great, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's Joe. Like some, some brisket. Yeah. Wasn't much to look at, but I'll tell you what, that fucker tasted great. Uh, and he had a huge schlong. <laughs> they were fighting over it. They were fighting, fighting over the schlong. Big schlong. <laughs> um, I waited until each, each last monkey was occupied with eating before I made my escape out of the building and to the edge of the island. Thankfully, none of them pursued me as I made my leave, uh, beelining to the uh, opposite side of the island. My best friend was gone. It was his idea to go to this stupid island. He called me a pussy for not being so scared, being so free. <laughs> I guess I was right after all to have my wits about me because he was now in, dozen, in a dozen pieces being ravenously devoured by some strange mutated primates that Disney doesn't want their guests to know about. I bet there are more, are, there are more animals on this island. Ones that have evolved and mutated to become monstrous and aggressive beyond belief. 
I didn't stick around to find out. I can tell you that for sure. Being banned by some stupid park was far safer than being stuck on an island with God knows what who wants to eat me. I don't even remember the swim back to the river country. It took me four hours. It was a hundred yards in calm water. Except for the fact that I made it back uh, to the main Fort Wilderness campground safe and sound without getting caught. Upon returning home and taking a week of personal time to recover, I went to a local urbex meetup to uh, tell people what happened to my friend Joe. I was expecting surprised reactions from all the urbexers, but instead I was met with understanding and sympathy. Apparently many people go out to Discovery Island. It's a thing, just like breaking into river country is. However, most people don't make it back from the island alive. And the ones that do share their stories of predatory animals of all shapes and sizes. Some who, uh, some who survived their, their visit to Disney, uh, Discovery Island to the Disney as a child trafficking ring. And uh, the children who don't survive are brought to the island. So no evidence can be found. Others say that black magic and human sacrifices are performed uh, to keep Disney's profits up. Walt Disney himself knew about the occult, as the stories go. It doesn't matter to me which rumor... These guys are assholes. They didn't fucking say this first. <laughs> they didn't fucking say this first. Like, look, I don't hey, want... Hey, you probably shouldn't go there. A lot of people go there and die. Yeah, you know, like, by Let's go, Joe. Yeah, what a fucking douche. Uh, it doesn't matter to me which rumor about Discovery Island you believe or why... Or, or why you would even want to go urbexing on Disney property. If you are wise, you'll heed my advice... And never swim out to that goddamn island. If you do, prepare yourself for the horrors that abound. The one place that lifts the innocent veil with the happiest place on earth. Amen. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. There's nothing going on like that at Discovery Island. But it's but it's fun. You don't think there's many monkeys there? Many monkeys. Harambe. Be proud. <laughs> So nothing has been good since Harambe died. Yeah, agreed. So, compared to your river country story from yesterday, with with bloody man goes in or man goes in water comes out bloody, there is no hope under the water. Right. Which story do you prefer, mutant monkeys or or instant necrotizing fasciitis water? Right. They're both kind of stinkers. <laughs> I think that the I think I think that the one from yesterday yeah, could like could have been adapted. It could have been adapted better. You know what I mean. And then there was actually something there that you could do that would be like a fun, spooky story. For this, it seems more like this is just nonsense. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just it's just goofy. It's just like a little goofy story. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't. It it's just uh, the I don't know the idea of like. Flesh-eating monkeys on an island—that's goofy. You know what I mean? That's that's a silly idea. But I I do I did like the one from yesterday. I thought that that was a fun a fun little idea that could be expanded upon. This one, I don't know. The first of all, the guy doesn't know how long a hundred yards is, so he's probably <laughs> it's a fucking, like me and math. Yeah, so he's probably a fucking basement <laughs> basement it's dwelling. It's like me and a thousand pounds. He's <laughs> <laughs> a basement dwelling. Could have had a he doesn't know what a football field looks like. Didn't. Uh, it's just. And so that that immediately took me out of the experience. I was like, "Come on now, watch a football game, be a man, goddammit. it!" I will never. All right, or 
or just understand like basic philosophy, basic metrics and shit. Yeah. No thanks. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just uh, I like I do like I I like the you know Jurassic Park premise where you go into like an abandoned place. Or, or I guess that's like the the that the worst the bad movie Jurassic World, where that there's a part where they go to the old island or the the old you know place, and they go oh look this is the one that you liked. <laughs> And then, um, that's pretty cool. But the idea that, that they go... Because I like the idea of, like, a, an overgrown shop. Yeah. That has, like, a bunch of old Disney shit. What? But I just I, I just think that going there and then discovering man-eating monkeys is a little dumb. I just, I just remember from the other day. <laughs> now it is you who must carry Mary. Now it is you who must carry Madame Zaroni up the mountain. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I don't know why yeah, I just thought of it. We just kept running with Cole's jokes. You know? We that, just kept doing it. See, the Madame Zeroni is, is always in circulation, though, I gotta say. <laughs> now you must carry Madame Zeroni after Fuck off. If Madame only, Zeroni. if only. <sighs> My daddy owns <laughs> You kissed that onion picker. Give me a kiss. <laughs> You're drunk. You kiss the onion picker. I can fix that. I can fix Oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Put these onions in your pussy. <laughs> I can fix that yeast infection. <laughs> but no, you need yeah. the peaches too. Yeah, the ancient to make Egyptians the didn't know. They didn't know about the secret of the onions. <laughs> so yeah, peaches, peaches and puss and onions and assholes. God damn it. <laughs> Why do you got to stop me? They're here for this shit. They then you me. must put an onion in Madame's machine. <laughs> Great. So I'm gonna let Frowns take this next one, and uh, this one is about animatronics. Uh, at, <coughs> I believe Splash Mountain. Oh, the animatronics. Fucking dying, yeah, bro. Dude. It's fucking rancid. Spray Mom. some of that spray in there, boy. Boy, fuck. <coughs> <laughs> no, please, no. no please. No, I meant spray the bathroom. Please. Oh, dude, I'm finna drop one off. <laughs> I'm finna Is die. I'm finna drop one off. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's that time of night, man. You started a chain and duke action. <laughs> no. So, this one is called Not All Creatures at Disney World. Are animatronic. <clears throat> From Reddit No Sleep. Before I tell you my story, I have to tell you that I haven't worked at Disney for six months. I got the gig through their college program, getting paid to work at the happiest place on earth. Great, right? No. Wrong! <laughs> Free child slaves. <laughs> I could write no sleep stories just about my day at work there. But it wasn't all bad. The novelty of working there surprisingly never wore off. In mid-August, I was starting to legitimately enjoy it. That was until I got the complaint. Yeah, what's up with the additions? It scared the shit out of my kids! I sort of looked at this woman <laughs> with a... <laughs> what the hell are you talking about face? We haven't done any... Oh. We haven't done any additions to the Pirates of the Caribbean in a while. When was the last time you came here? 
We were here in December. I'm just saying that the fish robot got way too close to the boat. Holy shit. For anybody who hasn't been to Disney World, for anybody who has been to Disney World should know that there is no fish animatronic on the, on the parts of the Caribbean ride. I cashed the woman out. I was working at the shop outside the ride. Cash called, me outside. Cash me outside. How about that? Called my supervisor over on the walkie-talkie and told her what she told me. Wait. Fuck. What? Fuck. I'll be over right away. Go to the nearest break room. I did just that. I sat in the cool room for a few minutes until my manager finally came in. She actually locked the door. So against the rules. To make sure that there were only two of us in there. So she said that there was something in the water. I told her yes and she asked me, Did she say anything about hair? I sat there really confused. I said no one asked... Uh, I said no and asked what she meant. Well, I got approached by a few guys, early 20s, and they told me that I was a hot number. And I said, thanks, Sonny. And they also told me that they saw what looked like a mermaid near Barbosa's boat. I just assumed they were high and forgot. But if someone else saw it, we really need to tell the ride runners. My manager and I head towards the inner tunnels that led to the mechanical room for the ride when a woman sprinted out of the exit. Sobbing her eyes out, we quickly brought her to the break room and asked what was wrong. Through her sons, she tried to explain that while she was on the ride near the plundering scene, she saw something past the boat. Now, the water in the ride is not very deep, so what she described next sounded absurd. Hello, it looked like a mix between a fish and a person. Its arms were only a few inches long, and I saw its fucking gears. It had huge eyes, no nose, and a gaping mouth. We calmly asked her what the color of the scales were. No, no, it didn't have scares. It was fresh. Within five minutes, the ride was shut down. I didn't have enough clearance to know what they were doing to find the thing in the ride, but my manager was cool enough to tell me what they found near the jail scene. A disgusting mound of flesh was left on top of the dog. It was Tyler Perry. <clears throat> Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> but nothing else was seen. Now, like I said before, I was just a normal worker, so I don't know about any investigations they did about the pirates incident, but I do know when the next fucked up thing happened. A few days later, I was working in Hollywood Studios doing janitorial work when I heard a family talking as they left the great movie ride. Did you hear Kevin scream at the alien scene? A teen boy pushed the girl, who I assumed was his sister. Shut up! The robot came so close to us. Did you see its eyes? Red flag. I assumed they were talking about the xenomorph scene. And what they were saying didn't add up. So yet again, I called my supervisor. My supervisor was a pretty young guy. Well, 
that doesn't, all right. And I'd say about 25. So he thought I was fucking with him when I told him, but he had heard what had happened on the pirates ride, so he took me seriously. What did it look like? It's a different person. Oh, she, how many supervisors does she have? The manager was the first one. Oh, this is the supervisor? Yeah. What did it look like? Fuck. I had to practically chase this family down to stop them. They acted like I was accusing them of doing something wrong when I asked them what happened. We didn't touch any of the props, sir, the father said. No, I don't think you did. I just really wanted to know what was wrong with the animatronic. I was trying to pretend that what they saw belonged... Well, oh. Well, first, the slobber was a gross touch. It got on my nice sunglasses. A warning would have been nice. I'm so sorry. Could you describe the prop so we could take a look at it? You don't even know your own ride? The ostrich human thingy? I was so confused. I asked her to explain more. She reluctantly went on. The thing covered in flesh, the bent legs, the arm, the shape of the wings, oh, and the really long neck, that one. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm very sorry. I'll take a look. And by the way, I'm Jack Nicholson. Starring appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I Jack, know how I got I'm scars. Jack Nicholson. I've got scars. I felt very uneasy, so I got away from them as quickly as I could and told my supervisor what they said. He told me that he would handle it and get back to work. I stalled a bit doing my work, so I could pr stay pretty close to the ride. It was shut down within minutes, and the plain cloth Disney workers... Yep. People get paid to pretty much go to Disney and have fun. All to keep an eye on guests. I want that fucking job. It's the Disney Secret Service. <clears throat> Went inside the ride. And if they take a bullet for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there are just people that walk around the park and wear no clothes that kind of de-escalate certain situations. But then, five carts drove up to the ride. Eight men holding medical masks. Black briefcases. Ran inside. This was the one thing I hadn't ever seen before. These Disney workers were breaking the magic. So it had to be serious. Luckily, the supervisor was pretty cool too and explained that what they found in there was little pieces of flesh were scattered around the Wizard of Oz scene. But something else was left there too. A sticky note attached to the witch's broom with two words written on it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Madame Zeroni. <laughs> now you watch Kyle. <laughs> We're here. The next week felt really weird among the cast members. A lot of them explained how they had felt. They were always being observed and not in the normal. Hey, look, it's Beauty Way. I could notice that the secret security had been beefed up in every park. I even got to talking with one that was down in the tunnels under Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> I don't know much. They just told me that if I saw something suspicious, they would call the suits. People that have worked at Disney know what the suits are. They are pretty much the Disney CIA. No, not in some freaky conspiracy kind of way. But whenever there was a serious threat to the patron's safety in the parks, the suits were there to respond. They don't actually wear suits. We just call them that because of the CIA parallel. 
They usually are behind the scenes, ready to go at any given moment. They do wear all black polos though, so if you're at Disney and you see an unusually high amount of black polos in one area, you are probably in danger and you don't even know it. I'm in danger. I'm, I'm, I'm in danger. But back to the story. The last time I was involved in one of these incidents was two days before I quit. I was on the nightly cleanup shift when all the patrons left the park. I was out there cleaning their shit up. This particular night, I was working alone in the line for Splash Mountain. The engineers had just passed me, so I assumed that they were done with their nightly inspections, but in passing, they told me that a garbage bag had been ripped open and I had a lot of work to do. Yeah, right near the sign where it says last chance to exit. A fully filled garbage bag. Oh, oh, I don't know. I couldn't. I'm, 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 just go with it. No, I'm, start back. Yep, right. <laughs> yep, right near the sign that says last chance to exit. A fully filled garbage bag had been ripped open and the garbage was everywhere. After 10 minutes, I was nearly done cleaning it up until I heard a quiet voice. Ha! 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 I looked up and saw that right at the entrance of the ride, a log was in the water and someone was in the front seat. A turd. The, yes. The lights were in Medea. <laughs> the lights were off the lights were all off and I had my flashlight on the ground so I could barely see the person besides the outline of their body ha 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 hey what do you want just for reference he's saying hop 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 and <laughs> learn like a rabbit hurt hurt <laughs> the hurt herb. I think I'm getting just too too many gassy smells in here. I'm, I'm losing I'm losing control of <laughs> yeah, my mind. Wow. It was your doo-doo that made this happen. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame my stink on his ability to fucking no. read. Okay, fair enough. My reading is I thought we were, I thought we were addressing the stink. <laughs> hey, the ride is closed! I'm going to have to ask you to leave, please. I could see the figure shift. Whoever it was was getting out of the log. So I picked up my flashlight and I shined it on him. To this day, I wish I hadn't. On the platform was this monstrosity on all fours in crab walking formation. But, but its head was straight up. Jesus Christ, it was Medea. <laughs> its head, it had the eyes of a human, but the nose of a rabbit. And I shit you not. Tail, fucking, tall fucking ears. Oh, and it wasn't covered in fur or any type of clothing. It was covered in bare flesh. Bare flesh? Bare flesh. Scary. Even if the ears were covered in, with flesh. But the creature started advancing towards me in an awkward jerking motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, Phil. Trill. <laughs> But it was moving pretty slow, <laughs> so I sprinted back towards the exit. As I was racing towards the exit, I 
pulled out my walkie-talkie and screamed into it that I needed a suit right away. I stood outside the entrance for about a minute, making sure that this thing wasn't behind me anymore. Before a suit finally came, this time it was something I had never seen before. He had a pistol with him. The suit checked all over the ride and only found a few things. Little piles of flesh and another sticky note taped to one of the vultures before the big drop. It said, we won't leave. For the next day, they let me stay in a nice room with one of the pop hotels. People came into the room a few times asking what I had seen, but when I started to ask them questions, they all seemed to clam up. Pissed me off to no end, so I decided to quit. I'm sorry to finish it's rather anticlimactically, but since I quit, the company has cut literally all ties with me. Back around December, for some reason, I really wanted to go back there. They said yes, but only if they could do a screening. They gave no context for that, so I declined. I don't know what happened with those weird occurrences. The cast members that I still talk to have said no weird shit has gone on since that night. I have my theories on what those things were, but here's all I can say. Disney is a much more powerful corporation than many people think. I personally believe that those things were a product of someone that Disney had pissed off, or something that they had created themselves. All I know is what I saw last summer will never leave my mind. I just... The entire time, I just envisioned like a, an amoeboid Medea just leaving skin piles everywhere. I honestly was imagining a, um, this is Mickey Mouse, but with six butts. <laughs> My yeah. four-assed Mickey Mouse. Yeah, four-assed. <laughs> like a Dr. Moreau. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my Daffy, or Daisy Duck. With four asses. Dude, that, that'd be so hot. We dude. have the technology to add all asses. the asses we'll ever need. And this is Pluto with four asses, one for each foot. He walks on his asses. Hello. Merry Christmas! I would say for about 75% of that story, your voices were absolutely unintelligible. <laughs> absolutely. Which, which, again, goes to show how wonderful a product a podcast can be when literally the only thing that our, that our people do is listen to us. Okay, so here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say to this story. When you when you have a paragraph with three different people speaking, yeah. it would it's help the, for like a, he said, the context she is not, said. It's not on point. Yeah. It's very hard for me to understand who's talking. It gets even harder when you're talking like you have a bunch of bottles in your mouth. Who are you talking to, Mr. Moon? <laughs> I don't even know what you just said, so it's just stands the principle is is there. All right, fam. all right, guys. Wait. Everyone listening to this, I need I need you to comment when this comes out. I need you to go onto Facebook, right? Look, and man. I need you to post if you if you like my Medea voice, because if you say you don't like it, I won't do it ever again. 
Perfect. Please. That's a lie. I'm, exactly I'm, I'm, one that's a lie. I'm, and it's going to be me. <laughs> that's a, that, honestly, that's a lie. I'm probably going to do it anyway. But I would like to know if you like my Medea. If you think we're in two, if you're going to cancel the show because of it. Hello. <laughs> I like it. You like, you like it, man? Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm real glad he listens to the show pretty regularly. <laughs> my two best friends are my Smith and Wesson. <laughs> and Ben and Jerry. Alright, shut up. <laughs> Where am I? Save me. <laughs> With this next story. Uh, I gave you a continuation of what I, I... I gave everyone what I thought would be... A good something, similar. Something funny to kind of compare the two. Yeah. Um, like a... a a specific cheese with a specific meat type of pairing. We had a creepy Mickey Mouse mascot for France on our last week slash last night recording, whereas this time he gets creepy animatronics. And and having been a kid on the great movie ride, I will say the xenomorphs freaked me out a whole bunch. I've also <clears> ridden <throat> like old school like haunted rides at other like carnivals and, sh- and shit like Knobles, you know. And some of the wax figures are honestly very grotesque and very <laughs> creepy, creepily realistic. So, you know, don't I'm scared of you. Don't talk about Medea like that. So, um... Oh, to, to wrap up like you did for the first story, yeah. I really liked yesterday's, uh, last last episodes. So, I liked, so far, the creepypastas are pulling through. Yeah, I thought that one was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, this one was alright. Uh, I just think it would have been better if there was a little more detail in the writing the context of that story was also like a 20 year old who did the college program and quit after like three months so maybe not the best op perspective anyway we're gonna move forward we have two more stories left i have where am i on deck we're reading another security officer story as someone who works in the uh the more surveillance slash private sector of disney world uh, no idea what this one's going to be about, but the title's pretty fun. I was an undercover security officer at Walt Disney World, and I found their darkest secret. <laughs> um, so I do want to preface this for the listeners, because uh, I don't think we talked about the tattoos today. Uh, while we, we didn't talk out. about tattoos. Um, Captain Death and I did get tattoos today. Uh, my leg is is like pulsating. So about 20% of my attention is just like constantly being pulled to, to, the, pain. to the pain. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to do my best. Another uh, 20 for, 20% is to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's 20% of my head going, what am I going to get a drink? What am I going to get a drink? What am I going to... So you have 60% of my attention right now. This is great. Let's try to roll. Good morning. Uh, I'm writing this on my phone, so please have patience with... Any grammatical or formatting errors. Uh, the, the post got removed originally, uh, but I messaged the mods. They said it, they had no idea how it happened. Uh, but I, I have been finding small silhouettes of Mickey Mouse outside my house. Uh, here's the repost, and an update is in the works. To start off with, I now reside in a completely different state after leaving my job with the Walt Disney Resort in Orlando. Uh, I used to be what one of the other Redditor described as a suit. Uh, I am one of the guys that walks around the park in plain sight, yet hidden to the public. 
I am part of the elite group of black polo sporting undercover security officers that specialize in worse things than shoplifters and unruly park guests. Uh, you see, as stated prior to this post in on r-no-sleep, uh, if you are at Disney World and you more and you more than a few guys and you see more than a few guys in one place wearing black polos then you are most likely in danger and you should leave that area immediately the sad part is we're so good at blending in with the woodwork that you wouldn't even notice us uh, anyway let me cut to the chase here uh, I have seen some pretty weird things at Disney World during my time these uh, anomalies, we'll call them, that everyone speaks of. Well, they are true, um, but the least of our concerns. See, the thing is, when you take hundreds of thousands of people and cram them into a relatively small space, weird shit is going to happen. We have kids, even adults, get lost in the park. Uh, cryptozoologists zoological sightings, alien sightings, ghost sightings, and just general unexplainable things happen all the time. Uh, I was a senior specialty officer during the height of my time there, and got called for some pretty dark shit. Many of you think we, as in the security detail I was in, uh, were covering up for, for Disney Corp, but in our true nature, we were damage control and kept out of the loop on things, and were trained not to ask questions, but to defuse. Uh, there was one thing, though, that still bothers me to this day. A cast member called us on the next L to report a group of four children that had gone missing on the land. Of course, I thought, you know, one of these, another one of these anomalies. For those of you who don't know, the eerily calming nature of the ride called Living with the Land is located in <laughs> the sea, the land, the land, the sea pavilion over by Soren. Uh, the odd thing about this report <laughs> uh, is we have never received one of these complaints before. And of course, we were issued cover-up stories to tell cast members or guests to calm them down. My colleague calmly came up with a story and explained that the kids were part of an educational program and they had exited the boat with a guide and were ex escorted into the botany lab that exists on the ride. I told her not to ask questions or talk about the incident as to not spread false rumors and, my colleague and had my colleague escort her to a nearby security officer office to have her sign some forms. My human nature took over, and I got curious and entered the ride on the next boat alone. Uh, living with the land is boring and not particularly popular, so I can understand how the kids would be on the boat alone, and also how I could get on the boat by myself. Uh, I noticed absolutely nothing until I came to the part of the ride that has the prairie farmhouse. It looks like a faux house, but something about it just never sat right with me. As I have done hundreds of times before on rides, I jumped off the boat and into the scene where the house is. I noticed something funny though. There were no pressure mats and the boat went away 
allotting about a good 30 seconds before the next boat got to the scene. I had never seen a ride with no pressure mats to detect if anyone disembarks the ride. So quick recap. Kids disappear on ride. I show up and feed the cast member who reported it some story about how they disembarked. <laughs> Jesus fuck. About how they did. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you some pressure to disembark. Hey, learn. That was a stinker. I'm trying, man. Oh. <laughs> so, quick recap. Kids disappear on ride. I show up and feed the cast member who reported it some story about how they disembarked mid-ride, uh, and they're on a tour of the lab, and for her not to question it. Colleague of mine takes her away to debrief her. I contacted the new cast member operating the ride, tell them to put some space between the next boat, as I'm looking for a uh, lost wedding ring. But I know, but bull, I know, but so what? I slowly started walking up to the faux house, climbing the steps up to the porch. I noticed a small emblem on the left window. <laughs> it's a small square <laughs> and compass symbol. It's infectious. Interesting that the Masonic symbol, Masonic? Masonic. Masonic symbol is hidden here. Masonic? Milady? I figured whoever built the ride was a, a Freemason and brushed it off. I looked in the window of the house, and it was nothing but curtains with black plywood behind them. I thought that there were n was nothing to see here. But still, something inside me decided that wasn't good enough. The front door glided open to a bright room with a black and white checkerboard floor. There was a marble altar on the table on the opposite end of the room, with some kind of weird throne-like chair built into the front of it and a gold cup on the tabletop. The only other thing that was noticeable was a heavy wooden door on the other end of the room that was locked. There was no windows or anything else. I thought it was weird because I always... I was always under the impression that this house was fake. Human nature took over again, and against my better judgment, I tried the door in the, in the room, but I was relieved that it was locked. I tried my keys, but none of them worked. Here's the thing. At Disney, we have a lock system called BEST. Uh, this has interchangeable cores that have assigned numbers and or letters. This is so we can issue keys only to certain areas. I have the Grand Master Key, which essentially is the real key to the kingdom. Interesting thing about this lock is that the master didn't open it. I looked closer, and it was a best lock, but the inscription said CC on it, which I had never seen before. Since the door wasn't open, I decided to just leave it. On my way out, I noticed on the floor there was a fast pass printed out for Sora. I picked it up and pocketed it. It's amazing 
how trash works its way into odd places. I am going to figure out where these kids went. I rode the boat back to the platform and went back to the Epcot security office to play back some of the footage on the DVR. It took me a while, but I zeroed in on the period where the kids entered the land and sea pavilion and followed them. Uh, there were four kids total, three girls and one boy. Uh, the girls' actions were almost robotic, and it sent a chill up my spine. They walked in a straight line through the pavilion, but what scared me the most was the man with them escorting them through the place. I paused and looked closer. When I realized the man was wearing a black polo and khakis, the same thing I was wearing. Holy shit! I even recognized him. It was definitely one of my colleagues. Uh, Alan is the guy that was at the scene before I got there. The same guy who fed the cast member at the control podium the bullshit about the kids going on a tour. I thought maybe he did actually send them on the tour of the botany, but botanic bot, botanic lab and lost track of them until I hit play on the film. The boy was not walking in line. I could tell he was giving Alan problems. He keeps venturing away, getting distracted uh, by various things in the pavilion. The benefit of doubt I gave Alan subsided when I say when I see the kids go press the button. Yeah, uh, when I see the kids go press the button for the fast pass on Sorum and take the paper fast pass almost like a prize, Alan then tugged him away and stood back and observed as the kids walked to living with the land. I saw them get on the boat. I saw them through the storm scene, through the rainforest scene, then through the desert scene. After the desert scene, I lost the boat on camera. The ride stopped momentarily. You could see it on the other scenes, but once I resumed, I saw the boat again and the scenes with the different pictures of farmers. The boat was empty. I also saw freaking Alan looking down off the observation deck, which explains how he responded so quickly. I switched the cameras back to live view and left that area. I hadn't been exactly honest with you thus far. I know a lot of things of what Disney does and things that we respond to that a regular security officer wouldn't deal with. Uh, I have seen them experiment with so many things such as uh, eugenics, pharmaceutical engineering, and even experimenting with gas. I don't have one. Not Sorry. quite. Uh, <laughs> have you ever noticed that on both Spaceship Earth and the monorail that you get this strange, calm feeling on those rides? Well, they are pumping low dosage of laughing gas in those areas. Ever heard of Room Zero? They were wearing gas masks for a reason. Ever hear of Gascots? Well, that's not important right now. <laughs> I would encourage you to research it. I never thought that what we did was okay by containing these dark secrets, but it paid well. I have seen them quickly inject some experimental drug on guests 
and throw them back out there. Our job was to monitor and contain them if things went haywire. I know that I am the bad guy, but this wasn't normal. This wasn't procedural. First thing I did was go over to the room where we kept the keys. I looked through the logbook for the core labeled CC. I found it, but it has no zone or specific location issued to the core, and the number of copies was marked as one. This key was in our system, but my master key didn't open it. I grabbed the core key and a few zone one cores. Uh, the core key is a specific key that when inserted into the lock will remove the core so it can be replaced with another. Uh, I put this in my pocket and made a beeline for Landon C Pavilion. I may be paranoid, but I swear I saw Alan following me in the shadows. I got to the ride, got to the house, back in the front door, to the Masonic room, and locked the front door as I entered. I inserted the core key into the lock on the wooden door, removed the core, and inserted the Zone 1 core into the lock. Now my master key will open the door, and boy did it. The door glided open. It was heavy and steel on the other side of the wood face. There was a velvet red carpeted staircase leading down to some type of uh, utilidor, but we are in Epcot. What the hell? There is one small utilidor in Epcot, but it doesn't go this deep. I descended the stairs and walked down the red carpeted hallway to the two double doors. Behind these doors was my answer and the truth to what happened to these kids. Through these doors was the darkest side of Disney, a side of Disney that I couldn't believe. Would Walt be in favor of this? Or is this one of Eisner's little idea of making more money off his guests? Behind these doors was an empty, dimly lit room with a circular platform in the center. The carpet was the same lush red velvet from the hallway. There were six leather armchairs around the circular platform, all with telephones and card readers on the table next to the chair. Inside, I knew what was going on. I knew what had happened here. This was one thing that I would not cover up for Disney Corp. I stood there in disbelief and horror and noticed a small door towards the back of the room. I went over and popped out the CC core and put it in my pocket. I put in a zone one core. I heard someone clear their throat from the front of the room. It was Alan. He had an annoyed look on his face and held a gun trained on me. I slowly propped the door open on the latch and turned to face him. You never should have come here, he said to me when he was stepping towards me. So this is what you and your scumbag friends resorted to? We did some pretty fucked up shit, Alan. But this is a new low for you and your disgusting friends. I had my hand at my side, blocked the view of me slipping the Zone 1 core out of the handle and into my pocket. 
it's not going to matter because no one is going to find out. He raised the gun and like something out of an action movie, I ripped the door open as he pulled the trigger as the bullet hit the door. I jumped backwards through the doorway and shut it behind me. That asshole was stuck because I had both cores in my pocket so there was no way he could open that door. He started shooting the door and I moved forward. I walked down a hallway with these small cell-like rooms lining the hall and inside were those play school chairs and a few toys. I checked every one of them. They were all empty. I got to the end of the hall and there was this huge metal vault-like door. I popped the last Zone 1 core into the door to replace the CC core and pulled the steel door open to be hit in the face with sunlight. I was outside on some side utility road off the premise of Epcot. The road led away. I was too late. They were already gone for good. I called the police. They never came. I called the FBI, but they never took me seriously. Hell, I even called the CIA, but they said they didn't deal with domestic issues like that and referred me back to the FBI. I showed up at the Orange County Police Department HQ and they took a report, but I heard something fall in the trash when I was leaving. Disney is good at what they do. They're good at keeping secrets. They are good at controlling any outside force that attempts to bring their secrets to light. I am lucky I saw the sunlight again, and I'm lucky to have had time to leave the state before they got me. If you go there, please keep your kids close. Watch out for the guys in the black polos. They may be monitoring you. They may be responding to something that will put you in danger. As far as I know, they aren't the ones that pick out the merchandise. I don't even know who does. The second story of the house is seemingly normal, but I don't know how they access it. You'll notice that there is an observation deck. This area was undergoing maintenance at the time. It was closed off to guests, but CCTV footage revealed nothing was happening in that area. The camera points back to the observation area and not at the house. There are no cameras in that portion of the ride. It's it's interesting because I always found that ride rather eerie and I kind of like it compared to the It's a Small World story that oh, absolutely. the other night, which which I also find creepy as particularly shit. creepy. You know, it's a, it, the older rides have a very campy and almost like uh, what's what's the word um, when something looks close uncanny the uncanny valley factor of some of the old Disney animatronics you know you guys went on Hall of Presidents you oh, tell yeah. me how, how uncanny some of those guys look yeah. you know you, you, punks you were even talking about the hand movements yeah. of the Trump animatronic that they nailed you know like there is something weird yeah. About the the animation factor of it. I would say um like the uh, the um, uh, Avatar the Navi 
Mm-hmm. You know, that one looked really good, uh, especially. That, and that's like a, it's a weird one. That one's pneumatic. That one, that one has a lot of fluid movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it tracked actual human movement just like the old ones now, but, but they're so articulate mm-hmm. that you can really flourish how smooth some of those, some of those are. Most people don't know that the original like Abe Lincoln that was paraded all around the country in world fairs was actually, you know, someone wore a suit with a bunch of belts and a bunch of signals and actually like did the positions yeah, like recorded that, that someone was doing. They would record the speech and he would do the positions. Mm-hmm. He would sit, he would stand up, and then once they recorded all those signals, they installed them into the animatronic with the same belts in the same areas mm-hmm. and it just, you know, it elevated and sat down and, and did the same things. Which is where the funny joke of the guy who got fired because at night he would program the Abe Lincoln animatronic to go like that <laughs> in his seat, which is a true story. It's really um, good. I was doing a jack-off motion that did not carry over on the podcast. Um, someone was <laughs> let go from Disney for making President Lincoln jack-off during off hours. That's pretty good. It's a damn shame. And um, American hero. Living with the land has always been something I've like avoided just because it's one of the more bland edutainment rides. Mm-hmm. Like like Spaceship Earth is nice. Living with the seas, um, or uh the living seas is is fun. Even Soren is is nice. But you know, there used to be so many more like body works, um, you know, Cranium Command, Body Wars, you know, so many like edutainment rides mm-hmm. where like they're very clearly trying to teach you something more than they they made your enjoyment of the actual property. And Living with the Land is one of those, like, last remnants of, like, straight-up edutainment where you do nothing but sit on a boat as someone just talks at you about how, like, vegetables are grown in different ecosystems. Mm-hmm. And, like, frankly, if you strip the music and you take away the guy who's talking... That can probably be a really weird kind of little boat ride. Specifically, the prairie scene, which I don't know if you guys are are accustomed to. I'm not. Um, But I'll I'll go ahead and show you one of the pictures that this guy had. I mean, we can get the, the, the gist of it from that. And there's something to be said about you turn off the animatronics, you turn off the noises. Yeah. It's kind of a creepy little... Cottage thing. Pastoral house. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what's going on in there. That's that's kind of the, the creepy thing about Spaceship Earth to me, you know. So many of the sets and so many of the animatronics look so, like, lived in. And they've, they've obviously been there for close to, like, 50 years. Yeah. Maybe even more. You know, it's it's just odd. And, and you know, so much of the uncanny valley can play such weird things on your mind if you let it. And um, someone clearly went on this ride and said this scene is just a little unsettling. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, different strokes, different folks. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of you. I was, I'm not scared, I'm scared of you anymore. anymore. I'm scared of you anymore. Anyway. So that was that was fun. Which yeah. would you say you preferred more? That one. You liked that one more. I did. 
Yeah, child, child, uh, what is it? Uh, tra- human trafficking, child trafficking. It's so Disney funny. World, the, the Pizza Gate of Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I just it's think the writing was story better. Of, oh, that's that's fair. You know, like that's it was, fair. It was much easier for me to get through. Um, I like easier pulpy. for me to get into the character. I like pulpy shit, so I actually like the It's a Small World one more. Fair, <laughs> but. But that's because it, it applies to all of the funny things that I that I yeah. find creepy about yeah. It's a Small World. Uh, the It's a Small World was definitely more like Twilight Zone esque. Yeah. You know, which which obviously is is a good thing. Um, but yeah. I just I thought that the the reading of it was a little more uh, in tune. Like you could take that story, yeah. remove like ninety five percent of the Disney to it. And it it was just a good solid flowing story. Oh, I. It's a small world was not creepy, other than it you know understanding it's a small world. If you've never been on it's a small world, you that story was not creepy. Sure. If you've never been on Lay of the Land, that story was still creepy. Sure, I get that, and it's always about perspective and how a story is actually told. So there is something to be said about the actual complexities of. Of writing the story and telling the story, and I do agree with that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish out with a short one, um, just real quick. Uh, this one is called "I Work at Disney." Stay away from the haunted mansion! Exclamation point. We were on that. <laughs> this we did go on this. A one. ghost popped my head. <laughs> yeah, but. It put my head on where am I, and it put where am I's head on my head. Oh my Where's God. my head? And Madame Gironi popped in there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's probably best if I start from the very beginning. My name, though not important, is Joey. Last hey, year it's I Joey. Was, hey, I'm Joey hey. over here. Hey, I'm Madame Gironi over here. <laughs> Last year I was lucky enough to be able to get into the Disney College program. If you aren't familiar, that's when you basically get credits for working at Disney World. It's slave labor. That's right. When I found out I was invited, quote-unquote, to the program, I was ecstatic. Even though I would leave all of my friends, I figured it was probably for the best. Admittedly, I had been partying a little too often lately and pushing off my school work. So this could have been a good opportunity for me. After a very extensive going away party, I was on a plane flying across country to my new home. Well, for the next six months at least. I was assigned to a bunk room of sorts and given my job. I was to work on the Haunted Mansion ride in the Magic Kingdom in the Disney World. This was pretty exciting news to me. I've always loved spooky, paranormal things. I know this ride was geared towards children, (laughs) but even still, I got my hours and was ready to start. The first couple of weeks were kind of slow, being as it was my first time doing the program. You don't just get to go in the busy summer season. However, it was Disney World, so obviously, It was still a fairly busy place. I was getting pretty close with some of my co-workers, Eli, Mika, and Emily especially. We hung out almost every day before and after work, 
and if we were lucky enough to have the same days off, we would spend them together. Eli and Mika shortly after started dating, leaving Emily and I alone together a lot. Once two people, once two people become official, it tends to pry them away from friends. Like those simpy cucks. Yeah, we were. Y'all like something? One night, the four of us had work together. Emma and I finally got them to hang out with us after a few shifts. We were going to play some cards and have a few drinks. The shift went by with little to no trouble, and a few guests complaining some of the ghosts at the last dinner party scene were too scary for the kids. We politely had to apologize. You find yourself saying sorry a lot in this job. They all kept complaining about the lady crying in the bloody dress by the fireplace. And that struck me as odd, because I've been on the ride, and walked through the ride countless times, and I never did see this woman. So I brushed it off. The shift ended with throbbing feet. It's funny, I'm not an athlete by any means, <laughs> sports, but I was not lazy at all. I would skateboard, hell yeah, yeah. every day, hike all the time, play sports whenever, and I had the chance, but my feet still hurt from walking yeah, on that was, moving walkway for Basically 12. in the Olympics, I was in the X Games, uh, I backflip on my way to work 17 times. 20 buck chugs yeah. during my first semester. So, yeah, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm fucking lit, dude. I'm fucking litty when it comes litty to when it comes to walking. <laughs> but my feet still hurt from walking on that moving walkway for 8 to 12 hours a day. I showered and went back to my room and my friends were waiting for me. All my friends. Eli was watching TV. I remember it as clear as day. The Bruins were playing the Avalanche. Him being from Colorado and me being from just outside Boston, we had some choice words for each other like cock and, and baseball. Dick. Is that yeah. is that baseball? Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say what sports I was gonna ask what sports do you think that those football. teams were playing? <laughs> football. Was I the only one who knew that? No, I know. I was gonna ask oh, okay. that. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> the girls I knew they had didn't know. <laughs> it would be a fun little game. The girls had their girl talk while we kept drinking and yelling at each other. When the game was over, we were all good and drunk, so the cards were never even opened. We did what drunk kids do. We fucked. It wasn't long before someone brought up the weird complaints made today. I wanted to bring it up myself, but Mika did it first. Eli, being the one who worked there the longest, suddenly became very serious. Do you mind if I subscribe to your girlfriend's OnlyFans account? Do you mind if I nut? Is that cool? On your girlfriend's OnlyFans account? Let's not even get into that. Just forget it. He said. His his tone seemed stern. It made no sense because he was so laid back. What's your problem? Mika asked him. So she also saw the change in his demeanor. It's just, once you know, you can't go back. He said, looking down and shaking his head. I still wish I didn't know. (laughs) Fucker. Continue. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Guys, let's just, like, leave it alone, I suggested. Totally planning on making him tell me when we were alone. Now I want to hear, Emily said, and Mika agreed, so it looked like Eli was going to crack. There's a... 
legend, I guess you would call it. Have you ever heard the talk of the Jess Woods around? He asked us. I mean, I've heard the name, but no specifics, I admitted. And the girls agreed. They're a very wealthy family that was in business with Disney World in the early 80s. Their, their daughter's name was Isabel. Isabel Jesswood, he continued, and Emily interjected. Oh, I have heard that name for sure. Uh, it's actually Isabel from Animal Crossing. Mm. Oh, I fit a nut. Dude, your dog's such a dog. Yo, but honestly, though. I'm finna subscribe to your girlfriend's OnlyFans account. Well, she was to be married right here in Disney to a man whose name honestly escapes me. However, the week before, it was found out that he was a con artist. He never really loved her. He was already engaged to another woman, in fact. He was just in it for her money. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Don't touch me, motherfucker. My god, that is awful, Mika said while pouring another drink. When she found out, she was destroyed. Destroyed to the point of no return. Their favorite ride in the park was the Haunted Mansion, so towards the end of the night, she put on her wedding dress and got on the ride. After downing two bottles of antidepressants and a bottle of Jack, she was dead before the ride even ended. It's a lot to do in one ride. He finished and took a shot of Jameson. Shut the fuck up, Emily said. You're so full of shit. <laughs> yeah, man, I have to admit. You had me for a second, I admitted. Babe, I had no idea you were so creative. Mika kissed him. I wish I was joking. You'll see. Now that you know, you'll feel it. You'll hear it. She knows you know. Now. And after that, we all just kind of moved on. It wasn't right away. Maybe two or three shifts later, I, I would hear it. A slight cry, like a sob. I was working the exit of the ride alone, which isn't unusual for a Tuesday night on the off-season. I checked the camera to make sure a kid didn't get out of their seat, which was rare but not unheard of, and it's nothing. Not a single person. There hadn't been a person in the last half hour, at least anyway. I walked along the path to make to, to the emergency exit just to make sure that the cam wasn't missing anything, and the whole time I heard crying. Again. Nothing. Suddenly I felt wrong, like the feeling you get when you know someone is watching you. That weight, the uncomfortable, almost indescribable feeling. I walked, embarrassingly, a lot faster than I would like to admit, back to my post and counted down the seconds until I could leave. This would happen sporadically, but nothing more than a cry and a feeling. I decided I would ask my friends about it, and they too had been hearing it. Emily, the worst. Uh, she swore something had been following her. It got to the point where I would sleep over at her place just so she could sleep in general. This horrifying event brought her and I closer and closer, and she would wake up every morning at 3 a.m. sharp, drenched in sweat and gasping for air. So fucking hot. And I would calm her down and get her back to bed. 
Just Dude, went on. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Just keep going. Just, just honestly though, honestly, like Isabel Jesswood, oh. more like Whoa. Isabel Wood Jizz. My Wood Jizz. This went on for a few months, and I started having the same nightmares she was having. I would dream about the ride, and being paralyzed in the seat, not able to move. But the ride wasn't the funny, cute kids ride. It was a scene of pure horror and violence. A massacre ending with a woman dead in the seat next to me. I was determined to find out what was going on, so on a night off I called Eli and we were going to go out to the bar. So we sat in a booth and ordered our beers. Jesus, man. You look like shit, he said to me. Well, I haven't been sleeping well, if I'm being honest, dude. That whole Jesswood story has Emily and I pretty shaken up, and he frowned. Yeah, Mika too. I wasn't completely truthful with you. He grabbed his beer and took a sip, slamming it back on the table. I'm not sure if it was the sleep deprivation, the heat, the beers, or all of the above, but as soon as he said that, I had a flash of anger and pictured myself jumping across the table and wrapping my hands around his throat. Well, now I guess now's the chance. I passed her to you guys. He ordered us more beers and a round of shots. She was stalking me. I had to, I had just learned of her a few weeks ago and that's what she does. She stalks the person or the people who have just learned about her. The drinks were delivered. He took his shot and slid mine to me and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. We took the shots. All you have to do is just tell someone the story and it'll go away. She'll move on to whomever you tell it to. You son of a bitch. I grabbed his shirt and <laughs> You son of a bitch. I grabbed his shirt and gave him a solid right hook across the table and he didn't even try and fight back. How could you do that to us? To Mika, your girlfriend. I threw him back into his seat. How could you do this to me? I was angry about I'm her. I'm fed up with this world. And I, I'm not allowed to hit her. I was drunk. I didn't want any of this to happen. You guys made me tell you. He tried to justify his actions. I'm, I'm sorry, Joey. Truly, I am. But this is your issue now. It took all I had not to beat him into the ground, but I got up and went to tell Emily and Mika the whole story. And when I did, they immediately believed me, so we decided we needed to tell someone, and fast. Have you heard the story of Isabel Jesswood? Well, you should really stay away from the haunted mansion. Bum, 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 bum. I went on that ride. Dude, like, I have a need... picture of me next to you on that ride. Dude, you need to fucking stay away from Jezebel yeah, and Jezebel's. Yeah, man. Jezebel's hardwood. If any of you have a paralyzing dream about a sad woman killing herself on Haunted Mansion tonight, I want you to know just like just to know mm -hmm. that you can tell me and I'll tell you in response. <laughs> honestly, dude, like, honestly, I fit a nut. All I'm saying I is I'm going to have a terrifying <laughs> I passed my nut on to you, dude. 
I'm gonna have a terrifying dream about a massive log that popped out of my asshole <laughs> in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we read some stories about yeah. Disney, and mm-hmm. uh, we some of them were some of them were definitely stories, and some of them some of them were words. Were definitely more like just a a bunch of words, and that's you know that's the that's the game we play here on mm-hmm. Lots of Pasta episode one eighty one. With the the Disney the Disney fatties, with the the look fatters, big old big old brown boys, and that's and there it is. We did we did the thing and to get your facts yeah, we were, and here we are. We were in Disney. We and did Disney things, and that's what we did. And what you're hearing? Oh shit! Somebody's playing Pokemon Go. Is the beautiful melodic tones of Franz's belly fat slap. Right next to the microphone, which I'm sure is really sounds great to everyone who's listening to it. So, who dares enter the ring of fire? <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and just say thank you for for listening. Listen to our other episodes because because they were better than this one. Until we stand at the shore, at the shore.